In today's episode, we talk random stuff pulled from our butts, the news, and Alaska. Get ready for another random quizzical episode of You're Not My Father. It's here. Welcome back to You're Not My Father, the best family-friendly podcast from Alaska and this side of Anchorage, the side that's got snow on it still. I'm your host, Thomas Brando Greenman. Every week, we share fatherly advice, humor, insights, and interviews to help you help yourself and your family. So if you don't have a father, need a supplemental father, or just need really good wisdom, hey, this podcast is made just for you. So kick back and relax. And don't forget, positivity is contagious. And please subscribe to our podcast so you can get notified when new episodes drop, and you'll make me really happy. So without further ado, let's get it on. Today's show is not sponsored by or supported by Google, but if it was, I'd be rich. <laughs> but if you're rich and you have uh, money to burn and you want to burn with it uh, by using us as your spokesperson, feel free to leave us a comment at our new website, ynmfshow.com. So on today's podcast, I've got my good buddy, Luke McKinnon, who is also an Anchorage right from Alaska, but most recently from California. Welcome back to the show, Luke. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> Sounded Texan, not Californian, but I don't want to sound Californian anymore anyways. Does California have an accent? I don't know. People say like in the surfing community, hey man, or whatever. I don't know. It's got a hippie vibe, I guess, in a certain way. It depends on if you're in the North Coast or surfing or whatever, but I would say no. Does Alaska have a, a, an accent... Uh, well, I mean, if you don't want to go down the, the route of a native Alaskan, then maybe you could say they have accents because just where they grew up in the cold and maybe they just changed the way they spoke that way. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like I've, I feel like some people, obviously natives have, have a particular way that they speak, I think. And it's not always the, the case. I mean, not at all. I actually, I've got a few native friends who, you know, you, you couldn't tell from, from their voice. And then there's some that, you know, well, yeah, there's definitely English isn't that first language, 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 English is apparently isn't my first language either. Um, you know, other people outside of, uh, you know, in Anchorage and whatnot, um, you know, we're such a melting pot. I don't think that 
there is one particular accent, but with people that have lived here for a long time, I, I feel like there's something there, but it's probably like what, like a, like a Midwest accent or something like that. I, it's almost like a, not quite a Fargo accent. We got a lot of Midwest, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin. So you do, you do hear it sometimes. Yeah. People that grew up there for 30, 40 years and came here, I guess. And yeah. And you got Texans, you got Oklahomans, you got a lot of oil workers still. So yeah. There's definitely a lot of Southern people coming to represent. I wouldn't say there's a whole bunch of us here, but it seems like more and more every day. You know, speaking of that whole melting pot, you know, you've got Samoans, Koreans, um, Latinos. Yeah, Filipinos, um, yeah, just so many people Russians. here. Russians, Ukraine. Mm-hmm, um, definitely. I, I know several people Slovakian. from Ukraine. Yep. And people from Alabama, too. I mean. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for Alabama. Uh, I, I could say that because I used to live in Alabama for a while. And my wife's from Alabama. So if, I can make, if anybody can make fun of Alabama, it's me. I can do that. Um, so what else is new? So, um, well, I mean, we've, we've talked about lots of things here in the show recently about weather and whatnot, because what do you talk about in Alaska? You talk about weather, but we've, we've got a Sonic now and, um, they were, they were open for a little while and then they closed. Um, if you believe some of the stuff that you read online, uh, you know, it was kind of one of those, oh, well, they shut them down for some reason. But in reality, it was just they didn't have the staff and didn't have enough training. But I actually went and got Sonic for the first time here in Anchorage. Um, was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday. How long was the wait? So um, so their hours are incorrect online. E- even though you'll see somebody I called this morning and they said that their hours are eight. I'm like, that's wrong. So if you go to Facebook, they were saying, you know, they opened for, from, um, I think it was 10 to 8. And uh, I got there right at 10. <clears throat> I've got two drive throughs open. And I think there was four cars in each, not counting ours. And it took probably 10 minutes. But the food was pretty good, so you know, bad. for what it was. I mean, Sonic is not going to burn up the world in, you know, the cuisine area. But for what it was, it was pretty good. I mean, I got my chir- Route 44 cherry limeade and a foot-long coney and some tater tots, and it was great. I had a ball. <laughs> that was my breakfast and lunch that day. Nice. I think the kids got some shakes or whatever, but, um, yeah, it's one of those converted buildings. So they have the uh, the overhang, I guess, the the roof for the stalls that you pull up in and the bellhops are supposed to come out and and serve you. And it doesn't extend all the way to the building. So if you get on the sidewalk here in the ice and snow, you'd slip and fall. But what was really interesting to me was that the drive-through was so incredibly narrow. You might've had like two or three inches on each side of your, your wheel well in your vehicle. And so the only thing I could think of was, Hey, when it becomes winter, like you're just going to slip and slide all over the drive through and probably hit the signs. Um, Great. And then also at the pickup windows, 
there's no overhang there either. So when it's raining or anything else like that, guess what? You're out of luck. It's on you. <laughs> it's on you. Yeah. So, but you know, honestly, I'm just thankful I can get a Route 44 cherry limeade. Um, I I, th- I thought about having vodka in my uh, cherry limeade, but you know, it was a little too early for that. Uh, start the day off right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you made it over there yet? I'm assuming you probably haven't. No, went to the one in uh, Wasilla, which if viewers don't know, I'm sure Brando's probably talked about it. Or Thomas, I'm sorry. Either one. I, I, I ratted his uh, other name. It's okay. I It's in my <laughs> intro for crying out loud. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I've been out to the one in Wasilla. I went to ones in California. They're definitely known for their drinks, their shakes, everything else, and... A lot of people love the cheesy tater tots, I guess. Yeah. So that's probably the main thing you think about when you go there. Well, um, the one in Wasilla, the food doesn't seem like it's quite up to par. Hmm. Like, you know, working in the restaurant-related industry, um, you know, a lot of restaurants go through that initial, okay, where we're just kind of getting our, our feet under us and... You know, we're not quite there yet. This one's been open for, geez, I don't know, like, what, two years now? At least. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they've quite gotten it right yet. <clears throat> so I was happy that, you know, Anchorage tasted better. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, what? There's another chain that's opening up. It's south of the border. Have you heard of this? The uh, Mexican restaurant? Yeah, I've never had south of the border, actually. Me neither. I've heard um, of them. I've I've seen the uh, the branded chips and salsa sure. in uh, Fred Meyer, which and they're pretty good. Yeah, but apparently it's going into the old uh, fire tap out there at the Cotton News Center. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know how it is up here. If there's some new chain restaurant that opens, you you'll never be able to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a while, or you have to go in there at some really odd hours. Um, at least three months, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like Raising Cane's was so popular, they had to put in a second one. And they're they're both still slam busy. That's what happens when you're open till about 1 a.m., I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's anything rest or blah, if there's anything restaurants, if there's anything people in Anchorage like to do is eat. Um, it's like even Dave and Buster's. I mean, people still go in there and eat. And honestly, the food's not bad. Um, but it, it, it's certainly not, yeah, I had some customers think, you know, hell, this is going to hurt our business. Um, actually, I don't think it has. It's probably made their business better. Yeah. You know, competition, you know, downtown versus midtown is kind of a big deal. Definitely. You know, most of our listeners are probably not in Alaska. So, um, Anchorage is, it's a big town ish. I guess, relatively speaking, I mean, you you know bigger places than I do. Very spread out uh, for close to 300,000 people. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you go to other places. You go to Southern California, Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco. Millions of people sitting around, stacked city on, on city. So, definitely spread out rural. Uh, 
mountains all around us that we see every day live in a fantastic place. Yeah, it's definitely it, it's big, but I mean, I, I, I really kind of feel like it's a small town kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody kind of knows what's going on sure. each, I, I guess, you know, there's, there's very distinct neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, the, it's not like LA where like there's a sign and that's how you know that you're in another neighborhood here. It's like, it's, it's almost like little cities, if you will, you know, there's not a whole lot of, uh, contiguousness, I guess, if that's a word, no, I kind of feel like it is. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, for, for you people that have never been to Alaska or don't know a whole lot about Anchorage, it is the most populous city in Alaska. Um, a lot of people come from all over Alaska. A lot of the people in the villages call it the big village. Um, so they'll come in and, and, and have fun. And, and that's pretty indicative, you know, even some of the outlying cities and communities, People will come in to hang out in Anchorage for a while. They'll go shopping at Costco, which we have three, two, two, two. right? Yeah. We used to have a, we used to have two Sam's. We had two Sam's clubs and two Costco's, um, which sounds excessive for our little town. But honestly, we could probably use at least one more Costco, if not two. Yeah. Just they're so busy. And part of the reason for that is people will come in from these other areas and they'll come in by. And um, if Costco doesn't have, if the parking lot's not full, like it's closed. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I don't really even like going to Costco because of that. I, I'm kind of OCD when it comes to, I don't want to be parked on top of somebody <laughs> and then have to fight some little old lady who jams her cart into my cart because I'm the bad guy for just being polite. I don't know. You got to have your head on a swivel in a Costco for sure around here. You yeah. get slammed into. Yeah. I, f- I feel like our Costco's bring out the rudest people. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's almost like some kind of football match, I guess, like where I'm going to get this deal before you and, I, I I really don't understand it. Speed shopping. I, I guess. You know, a lot of the places I've gone to in the South, like Sam's or whatever, you know, you just kind of casually go in and get your stuff and get gone. But I don't know. It's, it's a different place. Um, so I think we talked about it on the show last week, but the, the Oscar slap heard around the world um, yeah, you know, the, the things that go on in Hollywood, but, um, you know, Will Smith and him resigning from the Academy, does it do much for him, you know, that he resigns or whatever, you know, we're talking, still talking about rich people, like super rich, you know, if he stopped working today, he'd be better off than anybody, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, Elon Musk just got the largest share of Twitter the other day. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm really complaining about people that are rich or whatever. I mean, 
I mean, if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't slap somebody. I might buy Twitter, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably, I don't know. I mean, if, you, if you're talking about being rich and powerful, you know, I think I would want to make change. And, and I mean, I can't say what somebody should or shouldn't do, but I feel like Elon Musk is doing a lot of good things for change, you know. like Starlink. Uh, yeah, Starlink, you know, although, you know, there's people that have, you know, said bad things about that. It's polluting, you know, our sky and it's creating a bunch of, you know, space hazards and garbage and whatnot, admittedly. But um, I don't know, like his, his patents on all the electrical stuff, you know, is really changing things, you know, but they talk about all the pollution and um, how much it actually costs to create a battery, you know, and that it doesn't actually offset, you know, things like coal and, and whatnot. Sure. From what I've heard, I'm not an expert on it. <clears throat> sure. Now we got to recycle batteries. How are we doing that? They're toxic. Right. Well, the, I think one of the, the shows I watched, I think it was 60 minutes or something like that. Um, they were talking about how, easy it is to recycle battery into a newer, newer battery. Yeah, okay. Um, instead of having strip mine, all this different elements and whatnot out of the earth. Sure. Um, yeah, I've, I don't know. Like to me, it's things change so quickly now. It, it's hard to really understand like where, where you should be. It's true. And especially in the past couple of years, it's like, who trusts anything when it comes to the news or, you know, there's, there's so much of that. Um, like you've seen it. Luke's been here. Like we ate dinner together and he saw how disobedient my son's been tonight and just questioning everything. It's not to say that it's, it's not to say that, uh, questioning things is, is not that bad or, you know, it's, you know, it, it's a good thing. But whenever you question everything just arbitrarily, mm-hmm. just for the hell of it, there's something wrong there. That's all the time now. Right. All the time. So we were we were watching a YouTube video where this, um, I, I don't know what you would call it. The first word that comes to my mind is civil rights, but it wasn't civil rights. But maybe, I mean, you know, First Amendment rights, that type of stuff. And all he was doing was harassing the police, just left and right. And, you know, I guess the premise of what he was doing was from a, a free press standpoint. But, you know, he was doing it in a, in a way that was disruptive to the police officers whenever they're actively working something, you know, very dangerous. Um, and just, I don't know, it was just... It, it felt like a lot of the wrongs that are out there. And I'm not saying that, you know, you know, pro-police or whatever, which, you know, all cards at the table, I am pro-police. Um, but I, I'll, I'll say it this way. I, I'm pro-people helping in the community. And, you know, there's bad cops out there. There's bad people out there in general. But overall, people out there risking their lives to to take care of you and your community 
you, you have to want to be on their side. We got to look at the greater good. We're not doing enough of that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, my, my idea on law enforcement is more of like, you're helping people in the community, not just out there busting skulls and, you know, trying to be some crazy eighties movie or whatever, you know, you're being an ambassador to people that need help. Um, and I've seen more of that from Anchorage police department. Yeah. It's great. Um, actually I I went with a cop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went through the, uh, Anchorage, um, Citizens Academy Academy. And, you know, I, I went in there as a way to kind of reconnect with my father who was in law enforcement, but there were definite people that were anti-law enforcement in the class. And you could even tell by the end of the class, essentially that they were, they weren't as hardlined as what they were when they first came in, you know, that they kind of softened their stance and they, they really understood what it means to be a police officer in a town like this. Yeah. So. I mean, we have a very diverse community in Anchorage. I mean, probably one of the most diverse communities out of anywhere, honestly. Yeah. And, and I'll say, I mean, I've seen them wait out a suspect as opposed to just screw it. We're going to come in and shoot them. Lethal force. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's true. They try a lot of less lethal means for sure. Even though you're not trained to do that per se, it's all reactionary and how you perceive a threat coming after you. Yeah. And there's even a, a department where they actually go out and um, cross train other officers to deal with people that have mental, mental issues. And throughout our city, we see mm-hmm. a lot of people that are, um, you know, they're the addicts, you know, they've got, mental illnesses um it's 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 a lot and you just can't slap the cuffs on them and throw them in jail and expect them to get better um so you've got like the safety patrol safety patrol helps out quite a bit yeah you see the vans around all the time talking to people welfare checks on people that sleep on the streets making sure they are uh okay and uh yeah it's good yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll, job. I'll admit, I mean, I've, I've always thought that Anchorage had, has a really high crime rate. And I think, you know, statistics, statistically speaking, you know, per capita, I, th- I think we are one of the higher crime places. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. I, I think that if anything, you know, you just have to, you have to try to take care of each other and um, look out for other people. Right. You know, I, a lot of people in Alaska seem a bit, I, I don't know. I'll, let me, before I'll walk that back before I, I say anything more about it, but there, there's a lot of rude people in Alaska and then there's a lot of amazing people in Alaska. And um, it seems like there's a, it's a big, it's a mix. I wouldn't say that there was one that's predominantly more than the other, but um, it, it's odd. I mean, how would you classify it versus California? I mean, people think of California Jeez. as rude, weird people. I mean, it just depends on where you grew up. I grew up in, you know, a college town in Northern California, Chico, California. Um, 
about a hundred thousand people, and then you got influx of college students of twenty five to thirty thousand during school times. So I would say when school's in, you get a lot more rude out of town kids that are coming in from Southern California or or the Bay Area and San Francisco. Sorry, <coughs> excuse me. And um, so I don't I don't know. I mean I I just think. People have changed, or the the I don't what do you what do you say the shifts and I don't know from when we grew up to now have completely you know changed the way people perceive things and the way they should be done. So I don't know. It just depends if you're in an art town like New York or something where everyone's like doing their own thing, don't want to be bothered. Sure. That can happen in Southern California. That can happen in San Francisco. Uh, my communities seem to be mostly good um, with um, people that were pretty nice. If you asked for directions or whatever else, I don't know about now. Dynamics have changed. Yeah, but I don't know. You got a lot of nice people up here too. I mean, I I get t- we get tourists up here in the summer, and I can sit at a local watering hole like a a brewery. And I overhear someone talking about something that maybe they have a recommendation or something. And I'm like, step in and go, hey, I can help you. Uh, what are you looking for? And they're like, oh, thank you so much. That's that's such a great shortcut. Or you should go over here because it's not busy at this time. Or And people, people like that advice. I think Alaskans in general, or at least us transplants, are pretty nice people that are willing to help people out. So... Like when people crash cars in the winter, someone's willing you to pull, willing to pull you out of the ditch. Yeah, you know, no questions. You your car breaks down, they're willing to push you off to the side of the road to get you in a safe place. So I mean, people work together up here, definitely in the winter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there's like I said, there's there's some really amazing people, but the, you know, there's that kind of mix of people that are rude i don't know yeah they're they're here like you know for me growing up in the south i i think um you know from my rose tinted glasses you know going back way back in my memory oh yeah going way back um yeah i i think most people i, I would say like 75 85 percent of people were really good like like good people and then 15 percent were just like racist redneck <clears throat> i want to say redneck i mean uh, some people take redneck as as a as an offensive term and some people take it as more of a uh, um like a badge of honor yeah I, I use it as more of a pejorative of you know ignorant mm-hmm. stupid you know that type of thing um you know yeah, I mean, it's it seems like you know it was overwhelmingly nice, you know, that southern hospitality type of vibe, um, kind of kind of like what you would expect in like Hawaii, but like in Hawaii, I would say, you know, almost everybody was just chilled out and relaxed and amazing. Um, you know, I read something the other day. I don't know if it's true or not, but um, apparently, it's a law in Hawaii that all of the politicians and uh, elected officials and, and that type of stuff actually have to uh, treat people fair. Like it's like kind of that good vibes only type of 
philosophy that you have to represent Hawaii in that, that respect. And I was just like, I could totally see that. And I love that idea. And I can totally see why people love Hawaii because like, like I went there and I was, I'm not into like the whole tourist thing or whatever, but like, like it made me feel good. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really awesome. So, I mean, I can't wait to go back to Hawaii um, just because of that. Like I felt relaxed except when I was driving in Honolulu. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's a bit crazy. But outside of that, everything was just really cool, laid back. You just kind of, yeah, it was just feel good. You know, it was really, really cool. <clears throat> and I would say like the South has a big element of that, but it's just not, it's not as pervasive or well-known as like what Hawaii is by any means. Um, yeah, not at all. <laughs> um, so spring, spring has sprung, sorta. Other than what yesterday it snowed. But yeah, it, but it melted off by the end of the day and it was like forty five degrees. So yeah, so um, like I would say most of the snow in general, like all the streets are pretty much completely ice and snow free. Mm-hmm. At least that I've seen. Yeah. Um. You know, at one point this past week, you know, or was it Monday? What's today? Yeah, oh yeah, it was Monday. Monday. Um, like most, I would say like half of our yard was mostly gone from ice and snow. And then um, yesterday morning, I wake up and like snow everywhere, <laughs> all over my truck. And like, so I've started wearing like really nice shoes again because during the wintertime, you really can't. And, I was mad because of that. I wasn't mad. I was just disappointed. I was irritated. I was like, come on, man. Like, like I got a, I got a pair of nice shoes for, for like the first time in two years. And like, now I got to run around in the snow and didn't have my gloves on. And I'm going to cover all the, sweep all the snow off my truck. And yeah. And it was just like, well, is this going to happen all week? Like I'm going to have to push the snow off my truck and then, come home and I don't know. It yeah. was, but today it was, it was great. Nothing on my truck. It, but tomorrow. Clean. Yeah. Might snow some more. Yeah. Tell <laughs> me about it. So we're questioning mother nature's intention on us right now, because for most of you, you don't know it's, you know, and the darkness, you know, the solstice or not winter solstice, right. Is what? Five hours and 45 minutes of light is all we're getting at that point. So when we start hitting summer solstice on, what is that, June 21st, we start going kind of flat with the minutes we lose every day. And then it goes back towards winter solstice where we get the least amount of sun. So in the, winter, in the summer, we love it because we're getting light all the time. We're happy. We stay up late. We fish. We enjoy everything up here. But then by the April, when you have a breakup, and it starts snowing in April, and you're just like, oh, the streets are clear. The grass is starting to come out. Trees are starting to bud. Ah, more movement from animals. See more moose. Then we go, snow. And then we get depressed. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, it's fun time. You can get back to having, you know, kind of regular life, and all of a sudden snow comes back, and it's just like, 
wrong. <laughs> so like Beep. my watch, I don't know if you can see this, Luke. Um, so I've got an Apple watch and one of my mm-hmm. favorite watch faces is it shows the um, sunlight. Horizon. Yeah. Um, so cool. like right now we get 13, 13 hours and 52 minutes of sunlight today, oh, that's awesome. which is a lot, almost 14 hours. So the sun's up at, and this is terribly fascinating, like right around seven. And so it's, it's eight something our time, eight, 10 our time. The sun won't go down until right at nine. About nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, in the next month, we'll probably gain at least another hour yep. or, or, or more. <clears throat> Everyone's mood changes as soon as April hits. Yeah. You, you get snow, you get really upset, and everyone is talking about it all day long. Then we hit May, and it's gone, and everyone's out doing their thing. Everyone's ready to go. Camp, fish, whatever. Yeah. Hike, walk, just be outside. That's what we live for up here in the summer. Deal with the winter. Yeah, a lot of the uh, the restaurants, don't if they don't have a deck... That you can go outside yeah. and drink and eat or whatever. Usually they're they're not. This isn't that busy for them, so to speak. Um, or not as busy unless it's a rainy day, and then everybody comes in and you know that type of deal. So it's just kind of one of those like sunny days. Will their numbers will drop because you know everybody's out doing something. It's it's like in our holidays. Like Fourth of July or any of the like the major summer holidays, everybody's gone. You know they leave town. They're camping. They're out doing stuff. Um, you know it's this is a funny story. Funny to me. Well, it wasn't funny at the time when it happened. But um, I tried to go camping. I forget what which holiday it was. I don't even know if it was a holiday or whatever. But um, I was like, I'll go camping. You know, we'll we'll take a few days off and we'll go get a camp spot because in a lot of places you can't reserve a spot. You know, you just have to kind of show up and get there ahead of time. And um, we rode around for a whole day, had the whole vehicle packed up, taking the day off, and we couldn't find one single spot to camp. And you're thinking, this is Alaska. Can't you just camp anywhere? Well, no, not really. I mean, you could maybe, but... You know, it's it's it as as big a state as we have, you would think, oh, you can just do anything just anywhere, and it's really not the case. Um, a lot of the land's private, and then if you you do camp somewhere, you have to camp in a certain spot. Um, it's not definitely not as freedom last frontier as kind of what you would think. It's like you know, me and Luke both love to shoot, like guns, just in general. It's hard to find a place to shoot up here unless it's like a an actual gun range. Um, yeah. Now, some people will tell you you can just shoot just anywhere, and I guess technically you can, but you really can't. Um, so it's, I, I, I've, uh, that's one of the more frustrating things about being in Alaska. I think is, you know, the the legalistic aspect of it, or if you are going to go camp and do these things, you know, you have to you know, know somebody, pay something, make reservations. If you can take a reservation like six months in advance, I'm not even kidding. Um, yeah. Or go out and do something super primitive and hike 
miles in to go camp somewhere. <clears throat> it's weird. You can definitely do backpack camping. A lot of trails here. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But you definitely got to put the effort in. Yeah. You're, you're going to. It's not glamping. Yeah. You're going to camp. You're going to be like ultralight camping with, you know, super light stuff because you had yep. to hike several miles or up a mountain down in a valley or pack it whatever. in, pack it out. Yeah. Yeah. So like the whole, like we're going to take the camp, the, the family camping. It's like, no, you need to plan that in advance. <laughs> you definitely have to do. And we have public use cabins here that you can get, but you've got to look as soon as they open up, whenever the website allows them to be open, which was like, get it. like two months, three months ago or something. Eh, probably around then you can find stuff during the week sometimes, but good luck with weekends. If you're off weekends, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Um, we went out to Lake Eklutna because that's where we wanted to camp that one time. And so we got there on a Thursday mid-morning. They were all packed, like, for the entire weekend. Yeah. It was like other people that wanted to go camping that weekend did just like what I'd done and got off even earlier. They were like, we're not going to get off on Friday. We're not going to get off on Thursday. We're going to get off, like, on Tuesday or Wednesday. So we be camping that weekend. It was just like, it's nuts. Usually Sunday is a good time to find a camp spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you don't have a regular job sure. or, you know. Yep. I don't know. It, it's like when I go around town during the day and there's people just doing nothing at a coffee shop. And I'm like, do you, are you independently wealthy? <laughs> Get a job, you bum. Or, you know, and some of these people don't look like kids, I guess. Or, I, I don't know. But it, it seems pretty amazing, you know, like like I want to do it. Like I want to sit in a coffee shop and chill out and whatever. I don't I don't know. Like it, 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 and this was before the pandemic, before, you know, people had money and, you know, that type of stuff. I, I, I really, I, I, I don't know. You know, they could be seasonal employees. They could just be tourists, but like, I'm like, I want to be one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink coffee. I think if the summer turns out with flights up here, cause uh, we usually have three international flights for people that don't know. One would typically come out of uh, Reykjavik, Iceland, but that got canceled for the whole season. As opposed to Reykjavik, uh, Alabama? Oh, there's a Reykjavik, Alabama? No, I'm just making a joke. Oh, okay. It was a bad, oh. it was a bad joke. Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> and the other two are out of uh, Germany, out of Frankfurt. And uh, if people don't know right now, I'm, they should know what's going on in the world in the Ukraine with Russia, but... Right now, the fuel um, coming into Germany is from Russia. So that could put a damper on our summer with tourists coming from Germany or getting to Germany to come to Alaska and also cruise ships. I mean, fuel, everything's to do with fuel right now, and that could be interesting. It's either going to be busy here or it's going to be like it's been the last two years. Yeah, yeah, Alaska's so tourist driven tourism and oil which 
you know, incidentally, I guess this year is probably a big deal for us or for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for our family vacations and, and whatnot, um, we don't want to do anything in the summer, you know, like, like leave Alaska, fly somewhere <clears throat> just because it's so nice. It's like, save that, save that vacation for after summer or whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. I think we're planning on doing a Disney vacation because none of our kids have been Disney. Um, I haven't been Disney since I was like probably Conan's age, like seven or eight. Um, and like whenever I was in high school, I was like, when I get married, I'm going to get married at Disney and I'm going to stay on property and I'm going to do all this cool stuff. Well, that didn't happen. So like, like this year I'm like, you know, I want to make these kids dreams come true, but it's really kind of my dream. Um, but I want to stay on property and, and do that. So we're probably gonna do that, you know, fall winter this year, but, um, getting out and doing stuff here in Alaska, like, like we're so ready to do that. Like I really need to plan like a real camping trip and go ahead and, and do that. Like, you know, reserve a cabin, just make it happen. Um, what was it? Oh, right. Yeah. So I was thinking about, so the kids have missed so much time because of COVID and illnesses and, you know, yeah. So, I mean, they've, they've obviously missed a lot of school and then they miss school because of like COVID lockdowns and whatnot. And I almost kind of feel bad about pulling them out of school to go do a vacation during school time. But you know what? I don't care. Like, you know, if it's a week and they miss a week of school, so what? Like, you know, like we just don't have those opportunities here in Alaska to, to do much stuff. You know, it's like most of the school year literally is probably ice and snow. Like you just don't, don't get those opportunities. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, you can't really take a, a vacation in Alaska during the wintertime. I mean, you could, but it's, you're going to Hawaii if you're getting out of here in, right in the winter. Yeah. Or or somewhere w- nice and warm and, and exciting. But Hawaii is such a, a, a great place to, to go get it done. Six hours to get there? Six and a half hours? Five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Five and a half. Yeah. It's just a really easy, straightforward flight to get to somewhere very nice in the winter. Yeah. It's three and a half hours to get from here to Seattle. And then you've got at least, you know, two hours to get somewhere else, you know, minimum. So why not just get a direct flight to Hawaii? Right. It's pretty slick. Um, you know, the other thing that I'm super ready for is grilling. <laughs> as as a father, you've got that duty that you have to pull out the grill. Mr. Beef Brisket. Right. You've got to load the grill with tasty meat, put it on a bun, and eat, eat, eat. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do it. So we're celebrating Passover next week on Friday. Um, you know, we're not super religious, but it's, it's something that we do. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I don't know if I'm going to 
be able to get to the grill from all the snow and ice and make a big to-do and do a proper brisket, but I'm definitely going to do something tasty meat related and yeah, we're going to have a good time. Um, so I, if you don't know what the Passover story is, um, have you ever seen the movie 10 commandments? Actually not. What? I know who's in it. So 10 commandments is classic movie. See Cecil B. DeMille, Charleston Heston, um, the guy with the bald head, um, your Brenner. Little Brenner. Right. Um, really great movie, really long movie. Um, some people call it the Easter movie. It's really a Passover movie. Um, either way, um, really, really great story. Um, it's the story of the Jews exodus out of Egypt. And um, <laughs> so I've got a buddy of mine that uh, works with me and he's always talking about uh, when are you going to put lamb's blood on my door during, during Passover? And I'm like, you can't do that. I'm like, I'm like, that's like, like you, I, yeah. Long story short, you just don't do that anymore. But I thought about it. And so, um, so one of the things that we do during Passover, um, what things we do, I do, um, is I will play, um, Creeping Death by Metallica. So Creeping Death. It's a Passover song. It's, it's actually talking about, um, that whole incident during Passover where, you know, um, to kill first burn Pharaoh's son, I'm creeping death. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I was thinking, I was like, what if I did a video where I I put Conan in some kind of Israelite um, garb and then have him putting lamb's blood on his house, the door seal. And then like later on, like at night, like I'm dressed like the angel of death. I've got this big sword (laughs) and he comes out of his house and he's like, what do you want? And then, you know, kind of like in the Terminator where he looks at the door frame in the police department and he's like, I'll be back. You know, that type of stuff. I I thought it would be funny. Would I really do it? I mean, I've got tons of great ideas, but unfortunately I don't really execute all of them very well. (laughs) Get it? Execute. (laughs) Anyway, so the Passover story. Um, so one of the, uh, one of the other things, um, you break the, um, you break the, um, the Afikoman. Anyway, we won't get into it. It's, it's funny, but either way you, you have to barter for the Afikoman and I'm not sure what kid is going to get the Afikoman and what I'm going to have to give up in order to get it back. But We'll see. I'm sure it'll be uh, it'll be expensive. I think the last time it was, it was like two hundred dollars worth of Pokemon cards. Whoa! Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think I think he wanted two hundred, but somehow or another, I got a good deal on it, and it ended up being a hundred. So I felt like I did my fatherly duty, <laughs> like like I I made a deal, and I got and I sealed the deal, but I got it for. 50% off. So there you go. I felt like I did a great job. Um, 
Well, that's it. I, I, you know, how much more random stuff can you get out of this podcast? I think we've, we've random the hell out of this podcast. Um, you know, next week, I think we'll actually have a, a proper episode with some really great advice. Um, but this time was just kind of more of a, uh, another kind of fun, you know, kind of talk about some stuff and get somebody else on the microphone besides myself. Second time. <laughs> Second time. <laughs> well, what do you want, like a pin for that? Second time. Hey, it's not my first. <laughs> All right. So thanks again for uh, another for listening to another one of our podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to us and get your weekly dose of You're Not My Father. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and more. And if you found this podcast useful, please spread the word on social media. Tell your friends, your pets, your friends who you may come over and record podcasts just like this one, or anybody else who will listen. Um, so that's it for us um, from You're Not My Father. Remember, if you're a fan of us, then we are a fan of you. Take it easy. Stay positive, And remember, good vibes only. <laughs>